Vicki Knuth, and I will be your moderator for this evening's lecture. And welcome to another lecture presented by the Green Bay Zoom class. This is a school and not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was founded as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year 1958. We hold classes in the United States and certain other foreign countries. The, the Green Bay branch was established in 1975. At this time, I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Andy Burkaterin, the Dean, and Dr. Michael Josephson, our president. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true, title, the true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that every Lord must have a name and every God must have a name also. Elohim, <clears throat> excuse me, is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means that Elohim is a title our creator has chosen for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew, Greek, nor Latin languages have any characters or letters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in that English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in this pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud, He merely chose a cloud to symbolize Himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on this chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh knowing that man could not perceive of him in his pure spirit state, he took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son a super incorporeal being, that is, having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form could only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. 
Now there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should all ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel up out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh later instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. We have 10 primary constitutional aims or objectives, and they are as follows. First is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second is to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Three is to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Four is to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern, both practical and occult science. Five is to extirpate current superstitions, skepticism, and ignorance. Six is to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven is to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan, and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight is to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Nine is to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of a moral glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is to speak the truth. Tonight we will have um, a prayer by a Green Bay member, Dr. Jen Verkaterin. Our scripture will be John the 17th chapter and also a selection, a musical selection. Can you hear me okay? Yes. All right, great. Let's take a moment and I'll bow our hearts and our minds unto our Heavenly Father, Yahweh, through his son, Yahshua, and thank him for this opportunity that we could join tonight and be amongst our brethren and be joined in this name of Yahshua. And just thank you, Yahshua, for allowing us to take a break from the world and from all the hustle and bustle and the distractions and just to be able to focus on you for these few moments 
And thank you so much for all the blessings and even the trials that you give us. And let us just be allowed to learn one more piece of this glorious gospel that you have for us. With all these things, let us say hallelujah. Thank you.
Now what happens? Second Corinthians 4 and 1. I want to know what happens. Why do Mind. Because everything he presents to you is natural physical. Baby comes in the world, he don't know how to eat, don't know how to crawl, walk, talk. He's at the mercy of his parents. He's in the field. Because he raised up in that. They raise up in whatever environment your parents might have been in. County, Baptist, whatever church it might have been. And you learn the, what they teach you. Now that's become your mindset when you come down to this school here. And that has to, that has to change. That's what the gospel is about to bring about a change in your heart and mind to where you know the Creator as He really is and as He actually exists. See? Let me have John 17 1. John 17 and 1. Mm -hmm. These words spake Yahshua. These words spake Yahshua. And lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father. Father. The hour is come. Mm -hmm. Glorify thy son. Glorify thy son. That thy son also may glorify thee. Right, read. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Now who's going to give eternal life? He's given his son the power to give eternal life. 
So he's the only one you can go to. Can't, don't come to me for it. I don't have it. Joshua does. Right. I'm here in order to declare and be a, ve a vehicle for you to understand and know that. To come to that knowledge of Yahweh, of him being in your body. And then you may know him as he really is and as he actually exists. Read on. And this is life eternal. Now he said that this is life eternal. That they might know that. That they might know that. Thou only art the true El. So eternal life is for you to know the only true El. And Yahshua the Messiah. And Yahshua's son. Whom thou hast sent. Whom thou hast sent. Now Yahweh is spirit. Now he in a spirit purpose a purpose. And he's going by that purpose that he declared within himself before he created anything. Now Yahweh created the first thing. The first thing Yahweh created was Yahweh on him. The word of son. Then in that shape and form. So we got pure spirit without shape and form. That's Yahweh. It takes on a shape and form. That's the Son. Then he's manifesting in a physical body. The same spirit now. The spirit as one. Two is the shape and form. Super incorporeal form. And then manifest in the physical body. That's the same spirit in the physical body. One, two, three. One spirit in two different manifestations. So now, here we are. Now, I'm trying to make a plan so we understand. We're trying to understand this. Because eternal life doesn't know the Son and know the Father. See? He's the one who's going to do that. Let me stop by and get him Matthew 11, 27, 28. From mm -hmm. what the Messiah said about that. See, I realize, I know it's a spirit that functions in mankind. Either a righteous spirit or unrighteous spirit. But those are two verses emanating from the same source. Same lump made both messages. One spirit and two different mysteries. See? This is a great mystery. We, we are unlocking a great big mystery. See? What we thought what we raised, was raised up to believe. Believe in having Holy <coughs> Communion. <coughs> Being what, baptized and washing feet and all those, those things we were taught. That was all in our minds. We come down here and find the Messiah came in and moved that out of the way that we might stand by faith. Yes, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But Paul says faith also come by hearing, and that by the word of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. See? So you got to be certain things you got to be said. Right. In the way it's got to be said, in order for a person to be raised up to know him as he really is. See? Read on. Matthew eleven twenty seven. Mm -hmm. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. Joshua is saying all things. Or is it delivered unto me? Of my father. And Fred Allen. No. No. The father. Yeah. Delivered unto me and Dr. Kim. No. 
This is where Dr. Kenny talked. See? Read on. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, mm -hmm. and no man knoweth the Son. No man knoweth the Son. But the Father. But the Father. So now the, the Son knoweth the Father. Read on. Neither, neither knoweth any man the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father. Save the Son. Save the Son. And he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So it's going to have to be Yahshua. It's going to be revealed. It's going to reveal. So he becomes your teacher. Today, tomorrow, and in the next world to come. Right. Same teacher. I now, let me clarify something else too, because it came off my mind. Here's John on the Isle of Patmos. Things will be revealed, revealed to him. Yahweh preserved his life of the 12 disciples to be out here on the Isle of Patmos for the word of Yahweh, for the testimony of Yahweh. I wonder what he saw. How he see it. What did he see? Fifth chapter. Verse 1. Revelations 5 and 1. Mm -hmm. And I saw on the right hand of him. I saw on the right hand of him. That sat on the throne. That sat on the throne. A book written within. A book written. Within. Within. And on the back side. And on the back side. Sealed with seven seals. It was sealed with seven seals. Read. And a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Now he got a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. Why did he open it? He's strong. Right. Open the seals up. But he proclaims with a loud voice. What? Read. Who is worthy to open the book? Who is worthy to open the book? And to lose the, the seals thereof. Now we're talking about the Bible now. That's the book. The law of the prophets. Matthew was, Matthew was just beginning to be written at the time. See, Matthew marking them. See? But that there was the Old Testament. That was what was sealed up. I go over there and see where gang sealed it up. See? So it was sealed. See? Now he's proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals? Remember Dr. King over, over this many times. What did he say? What did he say? Read on what John said. And no man in heaven. That means that John, he said he was in the spirit on the Sabbath day. Or the eternity. See? He's seen angels. He's already seen mankind. What did he say? Read. And no man in no heaven. No man in heaven. Or in earth. Or in earth. Neither under the earth. That again, he didn't overlook you. Right. And me. Now he, I remember John was out there looking back and looking forward. He said he didn't see nobody. Read. Neither under the earth. Neither under. Those that even died went to the grave. See? Samson. See, David, uh, um, Noah, all the boys. They died and went to the grave. <coughs> Read. Was able to open the book. They weren't able to open the book. Neither to look thereon. Neither to look thereon. So we got a book that's sealed, he went after somebody to open it. Read on. And I wept much. Then John, he said he wept much. Because no man was found worthy. No man was found worthy. To open. And to, to open. And to read the book. And to read the book. Neither to look thereon. Neither to look thereon. Read. 
And one of the elders said unto me. One of the elders. Said unto me. Said unto me. We got to go over to fourth chapter find out the elders are. I have that title that now. Weep not. Weep not. Behold. Behold. The lion of the tribe of Judah. There's somebody that was able to do it. But it was the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David. The root of David. Had prevailed to open the book. Uh huh. And to lose the, lose the seals thereof. That was not Dr. Kim. It was the Holy Spirit, Yahshua's side. Yahshua was the one that comes up with the book and loses the seals. See? And when he opened the book and loses the seals, he's going to open up and show you how Matthew, I mean how Moses wrote of him. Isaiah and Jeremiah, the prophet, they wrote of him. That's how we we're able to know who he really was. That's what the father He come and told me he was not here to disagree with Matthew, I mean Moses and the prophets. You come to put them together so you have some confidence in it. You know that is that Yahweh is alive and well. So that you can see that from, from Moses' writings all the way down to Malachi. That the Messiah came in to fulfill the law and the prophets. That was his mission. Why are you doing it for? See? Go give me uh, Psalms 46. Then go down and give me first Hebrews 10 and 5. Chapter 10, 3 first. Hebrews 10, 3 then. Psalms. <coughs> See, I'm going to go show you where it's at in the, in the prophecy so you know what's going to happen, what it's going to do, what it comes. What's his mission? See, the world out there, I'm talking Catholics, Baptists, Muslims, they all, they're teaching you that he came in a separate way of life for you to follow. That's not his mission. That was not his mission. Yes, he's the one that created everything. I'm going to read something to you in a few minutes. But uh, go ahead and read this that way. Psalms 40 and 6. Sacrifice and offering. Sacrifice and offering. Thou didst not desire. Thou didst not desire. My ears have thou opened. My ears have thou opened. Burnt offering. Burnt offerings. And sin offering. Y'all have required Israel back here. When the man said he had to bring an offering to the high priest, they had to be burned. On the altar. Burnt offerings, read. And sin offerings. And sin offerings. As thou not required. As thou not required. Then Why not, not required? Because God said he was a savior. He came and shed his blood to atone for all sin. To move sin out of the way. Mm -hmm. That through his spirit in you, you walk up right before Yahweh and mankind. See, read. Then said I. Then said I. This, now this is what Yahweh did. Well, this is the prophet. We read how Oh my. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Thy law is within my heart. So you read. Uh, Hebrews? No, no, no. I want you now to go with Hebrews. He'll pick the same thing up. Hebrews 10 and 5. I'm just trying to show you the prophecy. Now you got to tell me to fulfill it. Right. 
I'm telling you, it's Yahweh. He set the course down. Dr. Kenny had to come and inform us about this in the book. Point out again, we didn't know about the chapter, we didn't know about nothing. See, I admit that. See? I went to an Episcopal school. Go to church every Sunday, every day we went to class, at school. See? Became an acolyte boy. And it wasn't supposed to be one. Because I wasn't a member of the church. See? I have never been baptized in water. But I have been baptized. <laughs> In the name of Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. Read. I want to try the third verse. Hebrews 10 and 3. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again. Back here, somebody is back there. There's a remembrance again. Read. Made of sins every year. Every year, once a year. Look, folks, I want you to get there. Pray what goes on here. Back here with Israel. See, when he got over in, in the wilderness, Yahweh gave him the Ten Commandments, plus 603 laws mm -hmm. and judges. See, now when they broke the law, Yahweh told him, well, he had to offer up a sacrifice for that. See? Now the sacrifice, it, it, it didn't sin, the man sinned. So he had to take the sacrifice up to the high priest, and the high priest had to offer up on his behalf. For the sin he committed. Right. Mm -hmm. See? Read on. But it is not for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. So now the bulls of goats, turned up, all that they had back in the offer, that did not take away sin. That covered the sin for, mm. for a time. Right. Then once a year the high priest himself, alone and by himself, went into the most holy place. See? Of the chapter and throne for sin three times for himself and for the people and then for the friends of the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. See, he did that. But now what should Paul say about it? Read. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, mm -hmm. Sacrifice and offerings thou would not. Thou would not. But a body. But a body. Now we gotta look down here now. We got to get something going on here now. Mm -hmm. See? This was not generation of the flesh now. Right. This is Yahweh. See? He also prophesied that. See? To Isaiah, a virgin shall conceive and bear forth the son of doctor call his name Emmanuel. See? Moses verified. He said that this Yahweh reached the vows of Mother Earth, which had not sinned, and brought forth a male child. Talking about Adam. See? Brought forth Adam. See? And when he was created, he was an innocent man. Didn't know right and wrong. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 he no, 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 I can't I said he didn't know right and wrong. She didn't either. See? He was just a man in the Lord. You always said, the day you touch a tree in the midst of the garden, you surely die. Mm -hmm. What's that? Do you know what it was? Touch. Pardon me, sir. I'll get you. I'll get you guys in a minute. See. Now, one thing I get into. I, I want to talk about that whole lot, but I ain't got no time to deal with it. Right? What I want you to see is this. 
This back here, see, this is Yahweh's doing. See, your professors of theology, they want to come forth and tell you, see, that Yahweh did not know what God was going to do. That's not a good argument. People know my book don't read that way. See? My book reads Yahweh. What John Remember that he tells you about there. See? He said he was a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In other words, he had prepared a sacrifice to atone for man's sin. See? Before he created the, the creation, the man, the earth, everything. Before he, he had prepared a sacrifice. So he knew what the man was going to do. See? Now my my understanding, Yahweh does not lie. Right. So when you tell the man the day you touch him, should surely die, he has to die. Mm -hmm. right. See? Back here. See? Now Yahshua, he died for his bride without sin. Right. So Adam has to die for his bride without sin. So when Yahweh put him in a deep sleep, he's dead. When the sound took forth that woman, we have a woman and made a woman. That's right. He died for his wife, see, without sin. Right. Therefore, when the Messiah comes in, he's got to die for his bride without sin. Now when, oh, I don't so much. <laughs> In heaven, there was a war. The angels that this one, Yahshua, or Yahweh Elohim, created all angels. Good and bad. They did not come out of pure spirit. They came out of Yahweh that was spoken into existence. Right. All of them were made by him. See? We got one of them. Both wishes come out of that one of them. One source. One of them came in both. So here he is. He makes it. There was a war in and, and Satan and his host was cast out of heaven into the airplane. And there he is in the garden, see, testing or tempting Eve, deceiving Eve, I should have said that way. That was a mission. <coughs> she, he got to her, made her think that that fruit was good to eat. See? And all oh, that looks so good. Go make your wife. But then she knew she did wrong. She was condemned in her life. She died. Mm -hmm. And Adam didn't know anything about it.
And Yahweh Elohim said unto the woman, uh -huh. What is this that thou hast done? What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent be now. Look, 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 now. Adam blamed it on the woman. Now he goes to the woman. Now the woman said, The serpent. See, look at what we do. It, we, 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 we haven't changed our mood at, at all this day time. Somebody come accuse you of, no, I didn't. See? Good, no good way you did, but you, you said, no, I didn't. See? I'm getting away from my own nature. See, now this man failed in his conscience. That man, Adam, now the book reads he lived 930 years after he did that. Then they said, well, he must have, he must have, uh, he always must have lied on that one. We got to forget about Yahweh's timetable. <laughs> Yahweh's time one day with Yahweh is a thousand years. You live 930 years, that's 70 years short of a day, of a day with him. So he still died in the day. See? But now I'm trying to get down, trying to get down to another point now. See? He died. Now that means Adam went to the grave. Noah, he went to the grave. All these boys that you read about, Moses, all of them went to the grave. Did not know how to get out of it. They were bound. See? And when the Messiah came on the scene, see, did you finish up in Hebrews? That's where, I had, where he said he came in. I didn't know we didn't finish up. I didn't get what his mission was. I'm going to get his mission. This is so important, folks. See, we don't, I didn't know anything about old covenant or new covenant. See? Do nobody think it's true or anything happened when I came to school? But thank you to Yahweh. And Yahweh sent his spirit to warn and teach us through Dr. Kim. Yes, I believe that Yahweh was in that body. No doubt about it. We go in and take the book and show all things in the Bible that you don't even, can't even really see in the Bible. But you have to see it by the way he explains it to us. You know it's in there. Mm -hmm. See? That's only one thing. Yes, I saw healings. I saw prophecies. I saw all those things happen. Dr. Kenny Jr. See, I saw all those type of things. See? And that was only, only for you and me to be able to recognize that Yahweh was meant for me through that Bible. Mm -hmm. See? See, I can't take nothing. I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing for myself. That's true. He was sick. He had to take pills. Mm -hmm. If you was all able, why can't we get himself? No, we got. You got to go the way it's written to him. See, we're so good to him in, in, in the book of life. Right. You got to go the way it's written to him. See. Let me tell you another thing, Doctor Kenny said too. So when Yahshua's star is revealed from heaven. I will be with him. Right. Not that I am him. I will be with him. That's right. I heard him say, I heard this many times on that. I'm not guessing about this. He said, I got witnesses here. You're in the class here in the other. So Dr. Kenny does not become my savior. 
Now he has not taught you that either. That's right. That's right. See, that's right. Ain't but one Satan. That's Yahshua's son. That's right. Why is that so? Because Yahweh in his purpose. See? Ephesians 1 9. He declared that you're going to give everything in heaven and earth in his son, Yahshua Messiah. See? Dr. Kennedy doesn't meet the, doesn't meet the requirements of the Savior. He wasn't born a virgin, number one. He wasn't born in Bethlehem, number two. Our time. And above all, he didn't shed one drop of blood for your my salvation. So that's why I can't say that. I can't use his name. Oh, I ain't got time to read that right now. I want to read something else before. Yahweh, through Yahshua, he warned the people. Remember he's up in the mountain and cried over Israel? Uh -huh. How did he send prophets to them and kill them and all this stuff? I think it's the 23rd, 22nd chapter of Hebrews, or Matthew, you know, those other places too. But they ask a verse there. Now, Yahweh always sent prophets to warn the people, mm -hmm. to turn their hearts away from their adultery ways back to Yahweh. <coughs> <See? coughs> uh, This is what comes to him. He had a vision. That's what came to him. The word of Yahweh came to him. Read. Son of man. Son of man. That's what he called him. Son of man. When the land sinned against me. When a man sinned against me. By trespassing grievously. By transgressing grievously. Then will I stretch my hand upon it. Then will I stretch my hand upon it. And will break the staff of the bread thereof. Mm -hmm. And will send famine upon it. Will send famine upon it. Read. And will cut off man and beast from it. Will cut off man and beast from it. Read. Though these three men. Though these three men. Noah. Noah. Daniel. Daniel. And Job. And Job were in it. Those are all prophets. Though they were in it. In his wrath. Mm. Read what he said. They should deliver, but their own soul. The only way they can deliver is their own soul. By the right I'm trying to show how important it is for each and every last one of you, for you to take stock, for you to know for yourself. Right, right. Mm -hmm. See? You can't go on, you can't go on my hotel. You can't go in on my hotel. Because they might accept by your own. See? Right. You've got to learn to know this for yourself. Read them. Uh, they should deliver their own souls by their righteousness. By their righteousness. They can only deliver their own souls by their righteousness. Read on. Say Yahweh Say Yahweh Elohim. If I cause anointium 
beasts to pass through the land. Will cause nourishing beasts to pass through the land. And they spoil it. And they spoil it. So that it be desolate. So it be desolate. That no man may pass through mm -hmm. because of the beasts. Mm -hmm. Though these three men were in it. Though these three men were in it. As I live. As I live. This is Yahweh's Saith Yahweh Elohim. Uh -huh. They shall deliver, deliver neither sons. They can deliver nobody else. Nor daughters. Nor daughters. They only shall be delivered. They only shall be delivered. But the desolate land shall be desolate. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or if I bring a sword upon the land. If I bring land, a sword upon the land. And say, sword, uh -huh. go through the land. Mm -hmm. So that I cut off man and beast from it. Mm -hmm. Though these three men were in it, mm -hmm. as I live, saith Yahweh Elohim, mm -hmm. they shall deliver the neither sons nor daughters. But they only shall be delivered themselves. They only shall deliver themselves. This is what I want to read, but it's important to claim this. Yahweh sent prophets to the, to Israel to get them to turn their hearts away from their corrupted ways. I think it'll be in Jeremiah uh, 24, but I'm not going to have time to read now. But what we're having to do is this, see? You read this is probably quick, so it'll give me uh, uh, 2 Chronicles 36, 15. I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to set the situation that you see that Yahweh always sent prophets when Israel was sinning to turn their hearts back to Yahweh. Because the folks, they went over to Canaan and they became corrupt. They worshiped uh, idols. Worship and the John said, Don't make any image like anything in the heaven above and the earth. First commandment told them. They couldn't remember the first commandment. See? Where y'all read that please? Second Chronicles uh, 36 and 15. Uh -huh. And Yahweh Elohim of their fathers sent to them by his messengers. <laughs> rising sent up by his messengers. Those are the prophets, the messengers reading. Rising up be time. Rising up be time or many times. And sending. Sending. Because he had compassion on his people. He had love for his people. He wanted them to be saved. He didn't want to destroy. Read. And on his dwelling place. Uh -huh. But they mocked the messengers. But they mocked the messengers. And despised his word. They despised his word. And misused his prophets. And misused his prophets. Until the wrath of Yahweh arose against his people. And with the wrath of Yahweh arose against his people. Till there was no remedy. Till there was no remedy. Now Yahweh's doing that this day. He's demonstrating that down in the south. See, how he called all the tornadoes to come up there. Destroying people. Because it seemed their wrath. See? If you look around, you see what these religious organizations people believe in, the corruption they're into. They're not honoring Yahweh. They're not honoring Yahshua's side. And Yahweh, this is, that's his wrath. Eight. You know, we have 146 storms or tornadoes. Yeah. And it was 500 so far. Yeah. This one month. The month of April. Mm -hmm. This is the month of April. Now next month is supposed to be beginning. It's supposed to be the beginning of the tornado season. Yeah. Tornado, tornado season. Tornado season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next month. Yeah. But think about it. Now remember, Yahweh is going to hold you and me accountable yeah, for right. us knowing Yahweh as He really is, as He truly is. We all we can do is ask you to come. 
and learn all you can before she tells you to leave. There's many things to go into. See, Yahweh has taught us well. Open this book up and let us see. So you've got something to grow by, something we won't err by. See, I don't see anything. There's nothing there. See, Dr. King said one time, say, you read nothing about my name in the Bible. You know, it's not, not about me. He always gave the glory to Yahweh and his son Yahshua. That's all I can testify to now. See? So all I ask you to come back and study this again. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, I couldn't get to my mute button. Um, yes, that was beautiful. And um, our next speaker will be the Dean from Oceanside, California, Dr. Dennis Volpe. Did you hear me? Hey, there we go. Can everybody hear me okay now? Yes. yes. Great. Okay, I'm sorry. I had a, my microphone was muted. And I wanted to say that what we just watched brought back a lot of fond memories over the years. Uh, I've known Freddie Allen for over 50 years. And I must say that he was a stellar teacher of the gospel that the founder gave us uh, pertaining to his divine vision and revelation. And I can't help but think what Yahshua is uh, preparing us for now because we have the original deans that were all set up at the time of the founder, uh, the, uh, when from the time he moved out of Ohio all the way down to the time he took off the flesh, all of those deans that were instructed by Dr. Kinley now have gone over to the other side of the veil. And as I was listening to Fred, I thought to myself that Yahshua was gracious enough to leave us with two pillars to stand up against the apostasy that occurred right within our own organization. And Dr. Oliver Gill and Dr. Uh, Freddie Allen became to all of us someone we could look up to and depend on to continue on the course that we were first taught when we came to this class. And they were persecuted for not accepting some of the things that were being taught down through the years by those that have left what the founder taught. But they stayed the course. And I was thinking about Paul the Apostle at the time before he was about to be put to death and martyred. In his last epistle he wrote, he said that I fought the good fight. 
And Fred Allen was certainly a general in the fight that we have been under for, I don't know how many years now, uh, 25 years, trying to continue to teach the things that the founder gave us and stay on that path and not deviate from the way the founder taught it. And when I heard the news that he passed uh, two days ago, or yesterday, I guess, uh, it, it was kind of sombering, it was bittersweet, because for him, he was able to pass over into his rest now. As Paul said, he said, I fought the good fight and I finished the course, and I know that there's a crown laid up for me. And that's what's going on now with all of those that have stayed in this gospel and preached it till their last breath. And as it was said, Dr. Kinley said that if you catch on to what I'm talking about, well, then you'll, you'll die just that way. And Fred Allen came into this teaching from my understanding when he was five years old and lived his entire life for the purpose of preaching the true gospel to the world and to raise up students in this teaching. And he would not waver and would not be bent by peer pressure or being rejected or, or even persecuted. That did not stop him from continuing to teach the thing that he knew the founder had given us, that he was an eyewitness of the truth of that teaching by the founder and, and said it. I remember when we were at a seminar back in the 90s when Fred Allen got on the floor and he proclaimed, he said, now, I'm here to tell you that I heard a voice from heaven. And he was quoting a script, uh, a, a transcript that Dr. Kinley had made that statement. And he was telling you that he also heard a voice from heaven. Now, I'll tell you this. When you hear that voice from heaven, you will never deviate from what that voice has instructed you to do and how to see this gospel. You're not going to deviate because you didn't accept it from a man. You didn't accept it because it was somebody that uh, had a title in this organization or because of the fact that they were proficient in quoting scriptures. It's because you knew that that was the Holy Spirit speaking through that body and those things that were said were true and they're not going to change. Now that's the kind of assurance that every one of us are going to have to have down at the close of this age. And we're going to continue on. We're going to take the banner from where our elders have passed it down now to us to continue to preach this thing the way the founder saw it in his vision and to try to per, uh, 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 persuade men and persuade each other that this is the gospel of salvation that was spoken about down through the law and the prophets and that what the apostles themselves preached after the day of Pentecost. 
And it's the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, that has taught us these things, not a man. And some people, you know, have, and we've all had this, I guess, where we have our favorite speakers, people that we want to hear from, and people that we like to sit up and listen to what they have to say. Now, Dr. Kinley was always uh, admonishing and reminding us that there's only one teacher, and that that teacher and that speaker is the Holy Spirit himself. And until we take our eyes off of looking at a physical person and recognize that that's the spirit that we have to keep our eyes on, we're going to find ourselves in a problem, problematic situation if that person is then taken away. Now, I can tell you, Fred is Fred is uh, 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 gone, and Dr. Oliver Gill is gone, and uh, many, many of the other people that were originally instructed directly under the founder. But the things that they have taught us that are coming from Yahweh Elohim himself, those things, ladies and gentlemen, are being passed down to you now to carry that torch or that banner. Now, our scripture reading tonight was John, the 17th chapter. And there's some very good things in that. And I thought, why don't we go back there and I'll try to elaborate on a few points that are back there that are apropos to hopefully the video that we just watched. So would you start reading, please, at 1? John 17, 1. These words spake Yahshua and lifted his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. Now watch. Yahshua speaking here with full knowledge that he was going to be taken out and crucified from that point forward and going to suffer many things. And he was speaking in preparation of what would be passed down to those that the Father has given him. Keep reading. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Now I want to make a point here. Yahshua never had any way to exercise his own will. His job was to do the will of the Father. Now that is to say, when you look up that word will in Strong's Concordance, you're going to find out that it means purpose. Yahshua was sent to fulfill the purpose that was instituted way back in eternity. That is the ultimate fulfillment. And in that purpose that was set forth, that was laid up in him from the time he was formed at the beginning of this purpose, that purpose is now within that embodiment that we call Yahshua or Yahweh Elohim. At the top of this Moses chart, it says Elohim is the archetype original pattern of the universe. Go over and get me for a minute the uh, elementary chart, please. At the top of that elementary chart, you see that it says it's the chart 
on the pattern or plan of salvation. Now, what we've got pictured on this chart is the tabernacle pattern there in that plate down there, number four plate. Uh, we see the tabernacle. But we know from what we just saw over there in Exodus on the top of the chart, don't go get it, but leave it here, uh, we saw that Elohim is the archetype pattern. Now, Elohim, or Yahshua, is the tabernacle that Yahweh pitched and not man. Now, when Yahweh pitched that tabernacle, he took of his own substance, or the divine attributes of spirit, and he constructed, just as the tabernacle was constructed, he constructed it to have nothing more to, uh, to uh, accomplish but salvation itself. So the chart is the pattern, the chart on the pattern or plan of salvation. The next circle to the right of that is Elohim in formation, which is Yahshua. Yahshua was born in eternity. And what we know then is that that embodiment of those divine attributes is under the uh, direction of a purpose, which is to bring about salvation to those souls that Yahweh would show his mercy and kindness to. And that has to be fulfilled. Now, I remember uh, being told, I remember uh, Carl Emler uh, one time had a occasion to uh, speak to some Moonies, what we called Sun Young Moon's followers, the Moonies. And he was told by these Moonies that Yahshua dropped the ball, or Jesus dropped the ball, and did not accomplish what he was supposed to do. Because he didn't get married, <laughs> uh, I guess. Is that right, Carl? He was Because he didn't get married and have children. That's correct. All right. And he's a, of a long lineage of failures of God mm. to fulfill the purpose, starting with Adam who got kicked out of the garden before he could do it, Noah, uh, and all the rest of them. They just kept screwing up all the time. Dropping the ball. Okay. Well, I want you to know something, that Yahshua's bride was within him from the beginning. And at no time did Yahshua's bride ever get outside of Yahshua's care and his, uh, 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 if you will, direction according to the purpose. Now, just as the bride that was within Abraham, or that was Abraham's bride, Sarah, and even uh, we see this also that I guess it was with um, uh, uh, the idea of her being barren. And we see that she couldn't have offspring. And therefore, we know that Yahweh Elohim waited till Sarah was at a point where she was not able to bear children anymore. So he had to go and wait till she was past the age of childbearing and then promise her offspring so that that offspring would come forth when it seemed impossible for her to have offspring. Now that's because Yahshua the Messiah, his job right from the beginning 
was the same purpose that Yahweh gave to Adam in the Garden of Eden. He told Adam the very first commandment that he gave him was to be fruitful and multiply. Now, Adam's purpose was to bear offspring or children. Now, what we find out is that Yahshua, Yahweh Elohim, or Yahshua, are uh, manifested by Adam. And just as Yahshua told him to uh, be fruitful and multiply, and as he says when he's walking in the flesh, he said the son can do nothing but what the father shows him. So when he forms his son, he gives on or passes on the same commandment that was given to him to be fruitful and multiply to Adam. Now, what we recognize is that what Yahweh wants for offspring is not just creatures that are created, but he wants souls that bear a resemblance to his divine nature, that reflect their origin from which they came from. Now, biologically speaking, we know that your body once it comes forth from the womb, is going to unfold and reflect the origin from which it came from. Now, Yahweh wanted Yahshua to be fruitful and multiply. Now, just as Adam, before Eve was taken out of him, did not have anyone to have offspring with. In fact, you'll read in Genesis that Yahweh paraded the animals past Adam and Adam named all of the animals. And then it says after he did that, and there was not a helpmate or helpmeet suitable for Adam. None of those animals were going to be able to bear offspring that would be satisfactory. Therefore, Yahweh went into, Yahweh Elam went into inside the man to take out of his body from his bones which is his rib, is a bone, which represents the soul. The woman was created from the soul of Adam in, in manifestation. And that woman then was able to bear offspring. Now, what we're going to find out is that Yahshua's bride was contained right within him. And when the time was right, he brought forth the creation through Yahshua, through Yahweh Elohim, and that every creature, no creature in the first three ages was able to bear or have spiritual offspring. Therefore, from the creative age down through the uh, antediluvian and post-diluvian age, Yahshua's bride was barren. She did not produce an offspring that would be acceptable to the father. Now, 4,000 years later, after Adam comes out of this garden, here comes Joshua into the creation. He's our husband, Lee. We all say that, that he's our husband. Just as Israel was Yahweh's, uh, Elohim's bride, we are the bride of Joshua the Messiah. Just as Israel was chosen by Yahweh, the bride of Yahshua was chosen by Yahweh the Father. And just as Adam's bride came out of him, we came out of Yahshua. Therefore, Paul writes that we were chosen in him from the foundations of the world. 
Now, once we come down to the time that Yahshua fulfills and moves that covenant out of the way and makes an atonement for the sin that Adam uh, was involved with in the Garden of Eden. When Yahshua died on that cross, he atoned for the Adamic sin or transgression and moved that out of the way, wiped that sin out of there. And from that point forward, we don't have man being, uh, if you will, uh, 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 charged with the sin of Adam or imputed. Now, when that day of Pentecost occurs and the Holy Spirit impregnates his bride, which are those that Yahshua chose, that 120 that were in that upper room were chosen by Yahshua. And Yahshua said that it wasn't him actually that originated the choosing of those people, that he was only taking, going after those that Yahweh himself chose. Go back over where you read, Mike, and continue reading. Verse 3, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true Yahweh, and Yahshua the Messiah, whom thou hast sent. Now that's good. That's going to have to be accomplished in order for them to have life eternal. They're going to have to know him. Well, how are they going to do that? You mean to tell me that all these people from Adam on down did not know their creator? Well, Yes and no is the answer. Yes, they knew uh, El Shaddai. And yes, they knew Yahweh Elam to the extent that he uh, made himself available. But no, they did not really know or understand his will or his nature. It was not revealed at that time. They didn't know the purpose. That purpose was shut up until the time that the whole uh, the, of the Reformation and until the time of the Holy Spirit being poured out and put within their hearts and mind. That was what would complete the uh, uh, vanity. They were created subject to vanity, meaning empty. And by the Holy Spirit entering into them, they would no longer be in a state of vanity. They would now have a spiritual mindedness, and an ability to comprehend and understand those spiritual things that would be revealed. And also, very important to go with that, they had to have the right heart in order to do that. And the heart that they had when they were, before they came in contact, I'll put it that way, with Yahshua, the Holy Spirit, that heart that they had was a stony heart. That heart was incapable of pleasing Yahweh, that heart was incapable of loving their creator, for crying out loud. There had to be a circumcision that took place once they received that Holy Spirit. They had to have that stony heart cut away, all that hardness cut out of there, and that new heart would emerge, which would be a heart of love. Just as Yahweh promised over in Deuteronomy 30 and 6, he said, I will circumcise their heart to love me. Now, to know Yahweh is to have an understanding and an intimate knowledge of his divine nature and to know the mysteries of his purpose. That comes by way of the Holy Spirit revealing those things to you. Now, when he did that, 
that impregnation, just as the as the Virgin Mary was impregnated by oh, the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit there, and it brought forth Yahshua the Messiah, then it takes the Holy Spirit to operate in you in order for you to become a new creature. That is to say, to bear the, uh, if you will, the uh, 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 body of that new creature that is going to be pleasing to the Father. So here for 4,000 years from Adam all the way down, there was no offspring in the spirit. And here, after 4,000 years, there were, none were, no, there were none righteous, no, not one. For all had sinned and come short of the glory. Now, here comes the Messiah when it would seem almost hopeless that you could have any righteousness. And he comes in here and finishes that law, that covenant, where you earned your own righteousness. And by grace, gives us his spirit that causes us to be righteous causes us to love him, causes us to walk in his statutes, to keep his judgments, to believe, to have faith in all the things that are necessary for us to be acceptable to the Father. And that's why Yahshua said, you can do nothing of yourself. Now the reality is that that's when Yahshua then brought forth offspring, was on that day of Pentecost. Now, being offspring by virtue of being created by him is not the kind of offspring that is going to be pleasing to the Father. Now, the devil is the son of Elohim. And he's offspring of spirit, just like you are. But that nature that was in the devil would never be acceptable to the Father. Therefore, we have to be born again a second time. That second time is a birth of the soul where the soul becomes a new creature. And Yahshua is accomplishing his purpose and did not fail one iota. The problem is that the world doesn't know these things, and that's why the Moonies would say that he didn't get married, he didn't have kids is what they think, so therefore he failed. Well, I want you to know that Yahshua was overabundant with children from the point of that day of Pentecost, not just the fact that 3,000 of the people received the Holy Spirit that day, but the angels also received the Holy Spirit on that same day of Pentecost and were given the revelation of the purpose of Yahweh, which become part of the heaven of the family of Yahshua and offspring of Yahshua. That is going, he saved both heaven and earth, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Keep reading where you are in John, if you wouldn't mind, please. Verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which, which I had with you before the world was. Now what you see in that first plate is Yahshua in a state of glory, but there's no offspring. There's no offspring to worship him and the Father. And therefore, until the offspring are brought into the picture, that worshiping of Yahweh in spirit and in truth 
is not going to be fulfilled. So what we have down here at the end, what we see in the last plate, a uh, circle, we see all those angels around Yahshua there on the throne, giving glory to him, saying, holy, 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 and giving glory to the Father, understanding that the Father is in Yahshua, and that is Yahweh manifesting himself to all of us through that embodiment of Yahshua the Messiah. And that's our salvation, that we might know him, Yahweh, and the Son, Yahshua. That is our salvation or eternal life. And that has to come by way of revelation. There's just no other way about it. Now, Dr. Kinley himself said that after he had the vision, he didn't know what to do with it. He was asked three times, what will you do with what I've shown you? And he could not answer. He did not understand what he, what that vision was, uh, uh, how that vision was going to come and play with the purpose of Yahweh at that point. And it wasn't until, as he put it like this, that the Holy Spirit stepped inside of him, and when he did, he was able to respond and say, teach your people your will. That was when he was able then to, if you will, go out and preach what was shown to him in the vision. Because that was the revelation of the vision. The revelation is the understanding of it. And so, without a revelation, we don't understand this teaching. It's just that simple. Yes, we can academically understand it. We can all understand there's no J in Hebrew. You can't. His name couldn't have been Jesus back then. And people have understood that and walked away and then thought, okay, you know, yeah, that's true. So what? To them, it was trivia. Didn't matter. But when Yahshua makes you understand how the whole purpose is contained within that name, and how Yahweh is accomplishing his purpose to reveal himself to us through Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua, who are the two manifestations, and by manifesting his nature down through ages and dispensations of time, we are recognizing now what the purpose is for all these things. And so it takes a revelation, ladies and gentlemen, to have this knowledge and understanding. Now keep reading because Yahshua is going to talk about this a little further. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest, me, gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now, now listen, these men that Yahweh gave them, Yahshua said, Peter, follow me. James, follow me. And they followed him. And all I want you to know is that he manifested the Father to them. The rest of the world did not know who he was. And Paul said, had they known who he was, they never would have crucified him. Because the revelation of Yahshua was not given to the world. It's only given to the ones that the Father has chosen from the beginning. Keep reading. 
they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. Now listen, they, even the words that Yahshua spoke were given to him by the Father. That was Yahweh speaking through Yahshua, those words. And Yahshua gave them to the ones that the Father had given him. And that's what Yahshua tried to explain to the apostles in the 13th chapter of Matthew when they asked him, why do you speak to these people in parables? And Yahshua told them, I speak to them in parables because unto them it is not given to know the mysteries. But to you it is given. And so that's important for you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. This is not given to everyone. We are not here to save the world. We're here looking for those that Yahweh has ordained and predestined to receive these words. And we're here to give them those words when he leads them to us. Keep reading. For I have given them un I have given unto them the words which thou givest me, and they have received them, and have surely known that I came out of thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Mm -hmm. Read. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Doesn't pray for the world. He's not trying. He didn't come to save everyone. Just like they tried to use this angle to get Pilate to, to crucify Yahshua. Well, he claims he's a king. Making him think that this he's there to cause insurrection and revolt against Rome. And when he asked him, are you a king? And he said, I am. But my kingdom is not of this world. Obviously, Pilate no, did not feel threatened that he was trying to revolt against Rome. Otherwise, he would not have turned them back over to the Jews and said, do what you're going to do with them, but I find no fault with this man. Now, what I want you to recognize is that what we're talking about here is Joshua didn't come in to save the world. He didn't come in to fix the problems of the earth plane. He didn't come in to bring peace in the world. And he says that in, Roman, in, in Matthew the 10th chapter. He said, I did not come to send peace, but a sword. And that he would divide the mother from the daughter, the father from the son, and so on and so forth. Because the gospel, when it's preached, is going to create division. And how, what's the division? The division is going to be between those that have been had the revelation of the mystery and those that have not been given any understanding of the mystery and don't see nothing about Yahweh and his purpose. I could say Yahshua stirring that all up. Well, that's why they wanted to get rid of him. That's why they conspired against him to crucify him because the leaders wanted to maintain their control over the people, and the people started to question, based on what Yahshua was doing and saying, started to question the religious validity of these scribes and Pharisees. And they wanted to get rid of him. He was a threat to them. 
And the mystery of iniquity always wants people to remain ignorant so, they, so he can rule them. The mystery of righteousness is liberating you to the truth. And the truth is always the opposite of what the mystery of iniquity is saying. So what I want you to know is, being in this class, you're going to suffer persecution. You're going to be hated by people in the world, by your own family in some cases. And we have to understand that that's the purpose, and there's just no way to change that or stop that. Because we have been sent with the responsibility of preaching this gospel, irrespective of whether you're going to be hated for doing it. And believe me, it's heartbreaking to lose friends and family uh, uh, connection with them because of the fact that they don't want you involved in this kind of stuff. <laughs> we have to be willing to deny ourselves and suffer these things, ladies and gentlemen, to be a servant of Yahshua the Messiah and a minister. And we don't do it with the intent of, of riling people up or getting them angry. We do it hoping that something will stick with them for the saving of their soul. That's what our hope is. That's what our intent is. But we have to understand he didn't come to save the world. Keep reading, Mike. Verse 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. That's, and where now, that's where he's glorified. He's glorified in us, ladies and gentlemen. He's glorified right within us. Read. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name, those who thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. And that's what the point the Messiah came in to do. Dr. Kinley said that that was the atonement, to be one with the Father, to may be made one with the Father through Yahshua the Messiah. And the only way that can happen, and he goes on to talk about it, he talks about uh, I and you, you and me, and us, and, and, and then... Uh, keep reading that. I don't want to mess that up. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Thou hast givest me, th that thou hast given me, I, I have kept, and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Not one that has been predestined, purpose to be saved, is going to be lost. It's just an impossibility. There's no chance that Yahshua came in and is going to preach the gospel to a soul that was foreordained unto salvation, and they're going to say, ah, I'm going to skip it. I don't think so. I'm not going to believe this. Not going to happen. I see the five minutes. Not going to happen. So what's going to happen is that there's going to be something that's stirred up in you when the true gospel is preached that, that word that is spoken unto you, which has come from the Father, that is spirit, is going to stir your hearts and your minds. It's going to have an impression in you that you cannot 
suppress it. You can't put it under the carpet. It's going to cause something to, to, to affect you down to the depths of your soul. To the point where you will be taken captive against your own will and become a prisoner of Yahshua the Messiah. No more could you deny this teaching if you were foreordained to receive it than the salmon can deny trying to sim swim back to the place of their spawning. It's innate in us, ladies and gentlemen, laid up in us to receive this gospel uh, uh, by the, the Spirit operating his purpose, and we are just vessels he's using to fulfill a purpose. And whether we understand this yet, we are Yahweh in operation in the world, playing our part, as Dr. Kinley put it. And our part is to be a soul unto salvation. That's our part. And it's the words of Yahweh that cause that reaction within us, that spirit that we are, to react in the way that was foreordained and predetermined, that we would be, as it were, a member of that family unto salvation. Keep reading. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Great. I pray. I pray not for those... I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And as thou hast sent me into the world, even I also send them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they might also be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for those alone, but for those which shall believe on me through their word. That they all may be one, thou Father, art in me, I in thee, that they also may be one in us. Now, that's what I wanted him to get to. That's the atonement. When we become one with Yahshua, joined to him, and Dr. Kinley used to say this, that when the woman was within the man back in the garden, she was, she was protected. But once she was separated, taken out, she fell prey to the devil. He said the way that we have to fix that problem is to get the woman back in the man. Now Yahweh, see, purpose for us to come out of Yahshua. Our souls came right out of that body of Yahshua into these physical bodies, and he's got to put our soul back in Yahshua so that we may be one with the Father, one in him and one with the Father. That makes us to then actually actually uh, experience the atonement, which is, as Doc used to say, the at one -ment. 
And that's what this gospel is going to do, is that it starts awakening more and more in you that you're not of this world. You're in the world, but not of the world. That you are now being awakened to your destiny and your your purpose to be a son or a or the bride of Yahshua. That is going to start causing you to have a more uh, uh, consciousness with every revelation of who we really are and where we've come from and what our purpose is. So that's what Fred was preaching and he was trying to get this gospel across to as many people as he could over his span of years. And he did it so beautifully, he used the scriptures. He stayed in the scriptures and then he taught the things that the founder taught that he expressed from the scriptures. And that's what we got to do. We got to stick with it the way the founder taught us. He taught us to go in the law and the prophets. He taught us to use the tabernacle. He taught us to extract the spiritual principles out of these manifestations down to the law and the prophets to show forth our connection to the creator and the purpose that he has laid down from eternity. So I hope that made some sense. Uh, I want to say that uh, uh, Fred will be sorely missed. And we just wish that, you know, that we also can cross over as soon as possible and get on the other side with the rest of those brethren that have gone across. And I think that's what we're coming to. So with that, those few words, I'll hand it back over to the moderator. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Volpe. I'd like to thank everyone for attending this evening. Uh, it was a, a really beautiful um, lecture from Dr. Fred Allen. Uh, we hold our classes from uh, on Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. on Zoom. And then we have in-person in classes every Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. as well. Um, we look forward to seeing everyone again, and I'd like to dismiss with a doxology. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time, now and ever. Alleluia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.